and welcome. Dr. Annette West here. Thanks for tuning in. I want to share a bit of insight before we get started on today. Some reminders for those of you who have been on the show before or listened in, and for those who haven't, this show is going to be presented holistically. There will be varied topics on life, family, marriage dynamics. The overall focus is on our mind, our body, and our spirit. There will be interviews at times. We will have team and or group discussions. And of course, I'll be here in the midst. This show is currently being aired on Thursdays. If you want to keep up with the podcast to know what's going on, friend me on Facebook, Dr. Annette West Speaks Group, to see what's going on. Our goal with this show is to move from just one day a week to hopefully three to five days a week as a full-time job for me. But this, of course, is going to be based on resources that come in as well as sponsors. So for the time being, we're going to be in on Thursday. So on this week, I want to speak on the topic of investment on the topic of investment. If we think about it, most people are always thinking about money, how to make more money, how to earn more money. What can they do to have more money coming in? Well, how am I gonna have money for when it's time for me uh, to retire? If you've not heard podcast two, Go back and check that out. It was on financial contentment. And I think it's a good um, flow into this particular show. But in our modern world, there are two ways that people make money. They either work for it or they have investments, assets working for them. For those people who've not invested and who've taken their resources and basically just let a little bit sit in account where you're not really getting like a 0.0 something interest rate where the bank is benefiting, but you're not benefiting, not investing in anything for those people who have money just sitting in the jar or sitting in the safe. It's good to have some money close, close by hand. But if we're going to take our long long-term look at our finances, then we need to prepare towards that. We need to figure out ways to generate and earn interest on our money so that we will have assets for the long term. Statistics show that the average age for a person, a lifespan for a person is currently as of 2017, Men are living minimally, on average, 76 years of age. And women are living on an average of 81 years. This is 
is like about 20 years more added to a lifespan that was 40 or 50 years ago. So if people are going to be living longer, then they have to have more resources stored up for the long term. You don't want to have only a little bit of money. And then by the time you get 70, all you have is a hopeful social security check in the United States and nothing else. You're not going to be able to live on just a social security check. And this is something that I talked about in the podcast too. So go back and listen and listen to that. People have the option of investing. If your company, if you're working and your company has a 401k and they're going to match a certain percentage, minimally put in the amount that they're going to match. If your company's going to match 3%, put in 3%. You can't miss what you haven't gotten into your into your bank account or into your hands. Go ahead and invest that 3%. And then gradually, every time you get a raise or once a year, start making a little increase. Start making a little increase that you won't miss in your check, but that's building up the long term for your finances. But we can invest in our 401k. If we work for the government, then we can invest in our thrift savings plans. There are other type of investments that are being offered through companies. I know as a college professor and oftentimes teaching with different schools, for every school that I taught with that offered a 401k or some type of retirement something, I went on and got it while I worked for that company. And even if I left the company two years later or three years later, I, that money is still sitting there and it's still building up, you know, and then I have the option of consolidating them or leaving them individually. And I think I'm going to consolidate them at some point. It'll just be easier so that if I pass on, someone can can easily get to the one thing or the few things that I have, then things um, spread over many places. But if you want to invest, I would recommend getting with a company and getting information. Most companies have free information. Most banks that where you bank at, credit unions have free information. Online, you can get free information from Prudential, from Fidelity, from um, Fisher, investment uh, companies, and so many others. I'm one of those people, if the company says I have free information, I want to get the free information. And if you're going to send it to my email, I'm willing to give I'm willing to give you my email to get that free information so I can kind of look across things and make a comparative analysis before I make a decision. And I'm not saying that money is everything. But money settles. Many matters. <laughs> and so we do need financial resources. We need them now, but we also need them for the long term something that we definitely need to keep to keep in mind and our our um, investment goals they shift they shift depending on our age they shift depending on our income they shift depending on our perspective as we gain more insight then we start looking at other things i always say people don't know what they can do until they hear about it until they learn about it, until they are exposed to it. And then we each have the option of looking at this information and deciding, is this a possible fit for me to do something more and do something better?
But investment planning is great when you first start out, if at all possible. But I know a lot of times when people are young, they're just thinking about, I just want to make money and I want to live. But if you continue to live, you will eventually get older and want to retire and you want to have the right resources in place to do that. Now, I'm not saying that investing may not um, incur some risk because it does. It may be low, moderate or high, depending on what's being how your money is being invested. But we have to know that and also that the past performance of how um, an investment does is not an indicator or a guarantee of how it's going to do in the future. Now, one thing I would say is if you want to invest, just be careful about investing in foreign in what's available in foreign stock markets because those things carry a much higher risk. I'm not coming to you as an expert on finances, although I do and I have taught finances. My doctorate is in, um, I have a DBA doctorate in business administration. My areas of emphasis are management and organizational design and also human resource management. So I have a strong background and I've gone through all of these different topics many times and have taught them. So I'm not necessarily saying I'm an expert when it comes to finances, but I think I have enough insight and I've been exposed to enough things that I can share um, with you. And that's one of the reasons why this show is holistic and varied because my background is, is varied. And I didn't want to create a show that I only focused on one thing because I just believe that God would have us to be wise in, in, our, in how we function in all areas. But our income provides a natural starting point for investment planning. But you can't invest what you don't have. And even when you do invest with the stock market, there may be some setbacks. And a lot of times people run and get their money when, it, when, it, when something happens in the stock market that they don't like. But the reality is most often the stock market bounces back. It may take time. But it will usually bounce back. So that's just something to be mindful of. I always say you can't miss what you don't have. So if you invested and the money's going in there every so often, you look at it just to see what's going on. But don't panic if you see something go down because the likelihood that it's going to come back up and it's going to go even beyond where it was is, is great. And so we, when we're investing, we don't want fear to be our friend. <laughs> we don't want fear to say, oh my gosh, look at this. This is something that's changing. We want to be um, have a, a balanced focus. And what we have to know is your investments are going to start with the first dollar. It doesn't matter what your age is. doesn't matter what your outcome is of life, your outlook on life. And it doesn't matter what your income is. Make that first investment. Make it small and then build, then then build from there. That's what I that's what I would recommend. Make it small and build from there. There are different types of um, investments. 
We can invest in stocks. We can invest in bonds. We can invest in mutual funds. We can invest in ETFs, which is um, exchange traded funds. But we will learn more about that as we talk to an advisor or we get information from a company to get a better feel and perspective of how um, how they work, what they offer, and have a portfolio designed for you. I know um, I um, my IRAs are with um, Fidelity Investments. And when I started with them, they gave me an opportunity to establish a year that I wanted to start receiving money for, for living expenses from it. I can't remember. I'm not looking at it. I think I chose like 2025 as my year. And so from the time I started, they have been um, adjusting investments with what I am putting in every month in an effort to uh, for me to have the resources that I need when I'm ready to retire in 2025. Now, do I have to retire at that time? No, but that's just the date that I said that I wanted. And then I have the opportunity of adding even more resources at the end of the at the end of a fiscal year or before the next tax season or during that tax season before April 15th when taxes is due. I can add more money to it if I have not met my ceiling for that year of investment. So if you've gotten some you have some money sitting in the bank and you see that you can still invest more money for the year, take some money out of your savings and put it in your investment, but just make sure you still have a reasonable amount of money in your savings so that if an emergency arises, you can handle that without having to go and get credit. <clears throat> and so, like I said, you can, you can invest in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and ETFs with a portfolio. They will automatically, based on the information you give, they will create that for you, but you will be able to see every company, that, every corporation that you are invested in and how much each, um, each month is being invested in them and what you're, what you're earning on, what you've put in or even what you've lost. I've been real fortunate to see things going up and very rarely anything going down, but I don't lock my mind onto that because, you know, when you're dealing with the market and fundings, you just never know how that is going to, to shift. And so really the purpose of this show today is um, to really encourage you that if you're not investing, that you begin to invest. And that you look at investment as a long term and not look at it as it's consistently shifting. And, oh, I need to uh, panic because we don't we don't panic. And I was um, looking at some of my resources and it talked about there was a financial panic in, in 2008. And that's when President Obama came into into office. But there were some there were a lot of financial um, things, negative financial things going on in our government, in our country at that time. Um, and so it took some time to kind of find some a better balance with things. And so um, even though many people may still be worrying about the economic turmoil of the last recession, because once you have a recession, um, it lingers for a while. 
and people are very uncertain about what's going to be happening in the financial markets. But I would say I didn't change anything about my portfolio. I just said, hey, it's over there. Just let it ride and we will see what the end is going to be. And so really to be successful in investing, it requires more than our just selecting the right stocks or bonds. It also um, requires us paying attention so that we can avoid um, some mistakes. And one of them is not starting out with a clear perspective, having clear objectives of why you want to invest and the time. Remember I said, I started out with a 2025. I wanted, I was like, oh, in 2025, I will be 65. So let's say I want to possibly retire. I can't imagine retiring at 65, but okay. I could with a 2025. That's realistic. That's realistic for me. So too many people invest without clear um, objectives. They don't have an appropriate a thought process about the horizon of when they want to retire. And they're just focusing on the short-term returns and price swings, which we have to get beyond that. So we don't want to have what they call a, a knee jerk. If, if we pay attention too much to that thing, to that investment, every time something shifts, we jerk and Oh my gosh. Oh, there's another shift. Oh my goodness. What's going to happen? I just need to go back in and change this in my portfolio. And I need just to do this. I need to take my money out. I need to do this. Oh my gosh, it's too risky. We don't want to focus our thoughts on that. We want to um, focus on the long term. Every so often going back and looking at our goals, because maybe our goals and our objectives have changed, but not daily uh, shifting. Some of the things that we should consider when we're looking about personal investment, our objectives, some of the things should be, how do I want to grow my assets? Like how much money do I believe I need at the end of my investment horizon for me to live comfortably? So for instance, I told you that the average lifespan for women is 81. So for me personally, if I want to retire at 65, then that means I have to have at least 16 years of income resources coming in from my investments so that I can live comfortably. But I probably want to add a little more to that, add more money to that. And even if I have a 2025 at 25, if I haven't tapped in, move it to 2030 just to be on the safe side. We need to also have a, a focus and objective of how do we maintain our purchasing of value, our purchasing power. Has, has what we looked at for our investment time horizon, has it been adjusted to deal with inflation that has occurred? Another objective that we need to think about is, um, have I provided cash flow for my lifestyle? Have I provided X amount of dollars per year based on what I will receive in my retirement over the 15 to 20 years beyond when I retire at 65, if I just have it. So I'm saying, okay, if I retire at 65, 
um, if I'm possibly going to live till 85, do I have the type of income coming in that will sustain my lifestyle that I have currently? You don't want to retire and be broke. You don't want to be to retire and have a lack. You ought to retire and have more because there's certain things you won't need to be doing. You won't need to be um, maybe having several vehicles. You won't need to commute to work. That's less gas. You won't need to purchase clothes for the type of job that you have. That's less money right there. You won't have to be packing lunches to take the work and breakfast to take the work. So that's less there. So there's a lot of different things that um, we can look at in our cash flow. Also, if you're married or if you have children that you take care of for the long term, certain people have children and family members that are uh, disabled that they've been taken care of and if they uh, pass on they want to they should want to ensure that there are resources in place so that that person can sustain a good lifestyle that they were given while you the person was living and or your spouse that your spouse's income level does not have to go down and also significant the person that you are going to deal with, the advisor that you're going to deal with, do you trust this person? Do you feel comfortable with this person? Have there been any red flags to rise up in your dealing with this person? How many years are you planning on working with this advisor? So that's something to consider. You want to deal with somebody who you who you feel that you can talk to, that um, if things need to shift, they will understand you and that they will be honest with you about the things that you want to do. Because listen, if we have not invested wisely for the long term, then we will run out of resources. We will run out of money during our retirement. We do not, we should not, work our entire life to accumulate wealth, but not enough wealth that at a certain age, we no longer have anything. And since it's very easy to underestimate our lifespan, we don't really know because only God knows the finality of our, our moment of breathing. So we have to be wise stewards of what he has given to us and store up what we do and possibly will need because he's given us the information and the insight to be able to do this. Because look, you know, I said the average lifespan of a man is 76 and a woman is 81, but I'm sure we can all look around us and see people who have lived a whole lot longer. My husband's grandmother um, passed away last year and she was 98. So a lot of people are living to the late 90s and hundreds. So if you retire at 65 or 70, and then you're still going to live another 25 to 30 years, you want to make sure that there are reasonable resources in place so that your standard of living doesn't go down. And also we have to remember there may be health care issues um, that may arise. There may be nutritional needs that will need to be met. And we want to ensure that we have resources in place to take care of those things. We do have in the United States, we do have Medicaid and we have Medicare. We do have some things in place, but with the way our government is shifting and things going on, 
we don't really know how what that's going to be and how that's going how that's going to flow for us as we get older. So we want to make sure that we have resources in place. We have to plan for a longer investment time horizon than our parents and or our grandparents did. But as I look at my family, my mother is close to 80 and she's doing well. So that's something that I'm going to consider, you know, all things based on familial um, genetics. Um, I may live at least to 80. But what we want to focus is on investing success and not investment failure. And some people in planning for their investments and the ability that when it's time to pull out, decide, we planned for this. We ensured that we had these, this, um, this absorbent amount of resources in place, this great wealth in place for our retirement. And now what we want to do is we want to pull out $250,000 up front to go buy our retirement home. That's what a lot of people are doing. And then they still have the needed resources in the investment portfolio to still sustain them. So maybe some people retire, um, they worked for the government, for instance. So they retirement, they retire with a government check or some other corporation. So they have that retirement. Um, maybe they had an IRA. That could be a second um, portion of money coming in, um, a traditional IRA or Roth IRA, or both. So they that's two or three incomes. Then they had a thrift savings plan and or a 401k or maybe both. So that's four or five types of income coming in. Um, there's still social security. So that could be a fourth or fifth type of investment coming in. So just consider all of the pieces that you're going to need for your puzzle, for your long-term sustainability when it's time for you to retire. I know I shared a lot and I have a lot more. So maybe another day I'll come on and I'll share some more insight on investing. But on today, I just wanted to come in and also remind you to go back and listen to podcast two, which talked about financial contentment, financial contentment. And so I want to thank you again for tuning in. I really appreciate you. For listening, I hope that you will go to the webpage. Check me out on drannettewestministries.org. Also, go to Facebook and friend me on in the group, Dr. Annette West Speaks. Ask me some questions about what you've heard. Um, give me some thoughts about maybe some other topics to also add to this show as well. And so as we end this show, I do hope that you have gleaned great insight from what has been shared. Remember, follow me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter. I also have a YouTube um, channel where there's a myriad of faith-based videos. Again, thanks for tuning in. I hope to see you next Thursday, tuning in, listening to the show. Dr. Annette West signing out until next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>